Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode, what are we on? Eight? Seven? Eight. Eight. Okay, it's been a while. Um, welcome back to episode eight of Run the Record. Um, me and Daniel are here in the flesh. Well, technically not in the flesh, but, you know. Um, it's been a while. It's been, uh, it's been like a month since I've, I've said anything. It's been like two weeks since Daniel has. Um, yeah, you know, school and like life was, was very overbearing for the past month, but I think we're going to start getting into the swing of things. Um, yeah, Daniel, anything to add on that? Not really. I, I, are you going to come out with, um, that baby team? (laughs) That's not, that's, 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 that's locked up in the vault, Daniel. We don't talk about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but also another reason why I took more of an extended break is I was sort of fatigued with music. So, you know, I just took a break, refreshed the ears, listened to some, uh, horrible music, 21 pilots. Um, uh, what else? I also listened to a lot of, uh, glaive glaive over the past month. So yeah, I mean, I'm, but this week had a solid lineup. Uh, Daniel, why don't you introduce us to what we'll be reviewing? All right. So this week we have A Life of a Dawn by Don Dolliver. We have the new Bad, Bad, Not Good album. We have uh, a new EP from Glaive. I know it's been a few weeks since we've heard from Glaive. Uh, we have King Panthers and Mitski and Tito Touchdown as well. So, yeah. We got a lot. We got a solid lineup. Um, yeah. So first we'll be reviewing the uh new studio length album life of a dawn by don toliver the man the myth the travis scott ripoff um yeah daniel what what were your initial thoughts heading into this thing um i never really listened to don toliver besides like a couple travis scott songs so i was not i know his style i wasn't expecting a whole lot but i kind of went into it and i was pleasantly surprised a little bit not gonna lie what about you Farhan um uh I think I think we are gonna disagree this time Daniel but that's okay um you know I love I love me some music discourse uh I was a Don Toliver fan I liked heaven and heaven or hell a lot um but this this album wasn't really doing it for me uh like the first half um like I want to say from Xscape the opener to like about like what you need which was like one of the singles i believe um and like from what you need to like drugs and hella melodies it was just it was just flat for me um like xscape uh it just sounded like dawn was like half asleep for like the first leg of this record same with 5x um especially you know to comment on 5x uh there's this like one drum beat that like i've been hearing have you listened to up by cardi b no like the if it's up then it's stuck then it's uh, no okay yeah 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 Yeah. you know that like little like quirk in the mix where it's like boom like a it's like a drum beat almost like a boom continue with your point (laughs) yeah okay but like a bunch of like mainstream people have been using it which is like fine but also it's just like something that i wanted to point out um i don't have a notes for a lot of the songs on the first half 
because I didn't really care for them, which is a common trend. 16 tracks on this thing. Kept under an hour, which means he must have at least, like, half-baked some of them, and he just decided to, like, bloat the first leg of the record with, like, I don't even know. It's like, it's like the, it's like he was, like, like, rapping in his sleep or whatever, and then the, the record label, they called him up, and then they were like, okay, you gotta record the real album now, Don, and then he just woke up and started going off, but that's for later. Um, some other highlights on the first half of the record. Uh, Flocky Flocky, um, he finally decides to try, um, on the track with Travis, um, although the looping beat is a little boring, but, like, eh, you get what you get, you don't get upset, and then what you need, as I said, the first pickup on the record, uh, the beat is actually, like, you know, going with Dawn's, like, sort of sleepy style, which is, like, bad, because, not, not bad, but, like, not good either, but, like, you know, compared to, like, this, like, electrified, like, production with, like, you know, this building sort of bass synth uh, on the first half, um, Dawn isn't really trying. But if the production isn't really trying, it's this more stripped-back type of thing. It really complements the style. Um, yeah, I need to stop talking. Daniel, how about you? Uh, that's funny you say that because I don't have much to say about individual tracks on this thing. But honestly, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think when you first listen to this album, it kind of just like hits you or like it hits you that it's just this long thing, but I don't think that's necessarily horrible. Like it's very safe and easy to listen to. Yeah. Um, But like it works. I don't know for his target audience. And like for me, honestly, I think it would grow on me. Um, as I listen to it, just singing along, not because, you know, I really have necessarily any connection to the art or anything like that, but just the melodies are nice and it's a nice way to pass the time. Yeah. Um, I, I can see a lot of these tracks being like played at parties and stuff. Um, I know that like, uh, drugs and hell melodies were at like, you know, um, on the party rotation, uh, for, for a good half of this year. Um, but yeah, no, I was saying uh, Drugs and Hello Melodies is really where this record starts to pick up, um, especially after like two of the worst tracks, I'd say, on the record, like Double Standards and Swinging on Steinheimer. Um, but yeah, Drugs and Hello Melodies, uh, it's like it sounds like it came straight out of his debut, which I thought was actually pretty good. I know it was like the music discourse surrounding it was like really middle of the road, but like, yeah, um, after after Drugs and Hello Melodies, it picks up uh, 2 a.m., uh, I like the I like the distorted bass on that one. Uh yeah, get thrown. Eh, you take what you get. Company, he he then sorts of like takes a nap again cuz he's like really quiet on this one. Like mixed really quietly. I don't even think it's his like vocal delivery to be at fault here, but you know, it's whatever. Outer Space, Daniel, do you have any thoughts on this one? Outer Space? No. The Keem track. Oh, the Keem track. Keem track. Yeah, I I wasn't paying attention to the names of them. I like the I like Keem in the second half of that one actually. I like I Keem. Like I like Keem throughout. I thought he outshined Dawn, which is the case with most of the features on this thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's really palate cleansing whenever they come on here because it's just like sixteen tracks. You like form this sort of idea for like a bit, and then it just it goes nowhere. It's it's whatever. Like the three minute tracks are also pretty middle of the road. But like some of the shorter cuts, uh, I I didn't really enjoy. Um, what are your opinions on that Cali Uchis one? 
Drugs and Hell Melt. Are you paying attention? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> I said that's I when the record starts. To this be- whole record. That's is this how the, is this how the episode's going to be? I'm just going to talk for like an hour and you're going to be like, yep. You know, it was just very melodic. Very, okay. You know, <laughs> this you is a professional establishment. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw the TikTok you made. Um, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that, Daniel. If people are confused, Daniel said he was just going to like nod and say nothing for like a whole episode and see how far I talk. But no, I've become mindful. I've become self-omnipotent. Okay. You want to you hear an actual take on this record? Double standards. I like. I covered the... double standards, Daniel. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. Let me let me say my one piece. I like the sample and the outro. I do like, dude. The I listened to this album for what it was. Okay, you're out here like a like a lyrical miracle analyzing nerd. I'm not even analyzing the lyrics. It's literally just a production on this one. And I'm here vibing and giving the people what they really want. Can you sing and can you dance and can you vibe? To this I song? said you can play this at a lot of parties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? I I don't even know what I was saying. But also, I like the I like the sample on what you need. But I mean, double standards, crap. Um, but like. Dawn phones it in, which is why I don't like it. But also, like, I I assume that, like, people aren't really caring about what Dawn is doing uh, when they're playing this song. <laughs> but um, the track Smoke, it has a 5 4 in, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very good posse cut. I liked it. I liked the choppy production. Uh, the, like, monotonous smoke, 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 smoke. Uh, chorus, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you need to give like some sort of verbal confirmation. You can't keep nodding because not everybody listens to this on YouTube. Sorry, yes, yes, I've listened to this album, guys. It's yeah. Sorry, Daniel's a little I'm out just... of it. Yeah, I'm not fully here. Um, I'm ready to give my rating though. I haven't even finished. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. let me let me just finish real quick. You, it's good. It's good music. I can see it playing at a party. Crossfaded. Also sounds like something off of a Sleigh Bells album. Are you familiar with Sleigh Bells, Daniel? Yes. yes. Have you listened to their new album? It came out during the hiatus. No, I didn't. It's pretty good. Um, I would play it during Christmas. But, um, yeah. Uh, the track, the clothes are bogus. Um, again, like, everything seems like in contrast to this album, like, in contrast to the other tracks on this album, it seems really good because it sounds like Dawn's actually trying, but it's just because he's trying, it sounds good. Not because, like, it's good, you know, in isolation. But I guess that sums up, like, you know, sort of my whole opinion on the album, like that one closer track. But, um, I guess it's time for our official rating of Dawn Tolliver, Life of a Dawn. Yeah, our official rating of Dawn, my official rating of Dawn Tolliver, Life of a Dawn. I think this album works really well together, like, continuously if you just if you don't care and you just throw it on and you just want to like chill it's good and i think it will grow on me with time so i'm giving it a good seven higher than churches um Uh, i think that this track album this album track uh of 16 songs are either half-baked 
or carried by the features, but Dawn sort of tries, and when he does, it ends up being pretty good. But the first half of this record was absolutely atrocious, so I can't give it anything higher than a 5. That is a wrap on Life of a Dawn, Dawn Toliver. Heading on over to Bad Bad Not Good, Talk Memory. Daniel, you want to give your, your thoughts heading into this? Okay, I remember when we listened to the sing single, or the first single for this one, signal which is actually the... Yeah. Yeah, Signal from the North. Um, we've obviously already reviewed it in the past episodes. If you haven't checked that out, please go do that. Um, I love that track. It's a nine-minute, like... It's so good. And I gave a, like, a really lengthy review. But anyway, moving on from the first one. Uh, Unfolding, Momentum 783. Um, I think what this album does really good and especially on this track is the arpeggios and there's also um not just arpeggios with synths or anything like that but also with like their live instruments the saxophone on this thing is crazy and how it like slowly gets calmer through the song is really nice i also love the bass on this track i think it's very clean subtle at points um which i also lead me to talk about the um, the panning because if you don't listen to music and it's not panned it's like you're not getting the whole experience you know so the panning on this thing made it feel like i was there and it wasn't like balanced which i really liked if you understand what i mean farhan yeah no i i know what you're talking about um like the on on city of mirrors or unfolding unfolding Unfo- oh yeah unfolding I was, I was just gonna say um yeah i like the arpeggios on this one um it's it sounds like the the lead instrumentation is like trying to make its way out of this like sort of you know like the the different sorts of like instrumentation that are like backing it like it like the the one you know remaining like sort of chord just keeps going through the whole track and when i think of live music i think of this of how this record was mixed Mm -hmm. same uh the drums amazing as usual so yeah uh the next track city of mirrors uh, this track, um, in contrast to the last one, it felt it feels like kind of claustrophobic, like everything is coming to you right in the middle of the mix, um, which is not a bad thing. I kind of like it. Uh, just it's a little bit less digestible than the last one, just because of uh, interesting rhythms and like they them going out of key sometimes, um, and it's like a lot more experimental. Uh, I think the strings add amazing texture. Yes. And um, just like an extra voice with the rest of the instruments, which I really like. Yeah, I mean, you know, like heading into it, um, I know the strings were there. I was like, hmm, I really like these strings. And then they disappeared, and I was like, oh, these strings. Mm-hmm. And then the strings came back, and then everything clicked for me. Um, yeah, no, I was I was very uncertain about the track before, uh, you know, the first half. But, you know, it all came together conceptually, um, especially on the second half. Uh, I think it might be my favorite on the album, um, even though it's like one of the more like harder to digest tracks. But I just I like the I like the symphony of it all. Yeah, um, yeah that follows up with one of the you know main locust tracks uh, of the album beside April. Um, I believe this was another single, but I think we missed it. Um, yeah. yeah, the lead instrumentation is like almost muddled out by these like sort of overbearing drums, but the guitar. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on it, Daniel. Uh, they got like a feature in for the guitar. And it's 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 a real selling point, and there are like these like sort of increments where like the style or like the tempo changes, and it really keeps me hooked, you know, all throughout. 
uh yeah i think this song is really dope and peaceful and i think i was talking to farhan about this uh the other day but it would make a great sample especially uh like right before the middle point uh, i think the guitar at the end is really dope like as you mentioned there is uh they brought someone else on and they bring other people on for um i think specifically those strings that we were talking about as well yeah. um whoever the drummer is and they kill it every time i just love sure. the drums on this track yeah um i know i said it was overbearing but i i sort of meant that in like uh like good black midi sort of way um i really like you know the the drumming patterns and the choices and risks taken on this album a lot of risks taken on this record um especially if you listen to like bad bad not goods like earlier stuff of like covers and stuff like jazz covers um yeah which i did go to uh after listening to this record but yeah uh overall really like this one um that follows up with the track love proceeding uh it sounds like the exact name of the song and it's kind of hard to replicate like feelings or emotions especially um over like you know instrumental sort of tracks it, it this this sound this song the sound the song it sounds like love proceeding it sounds exactly what it sounds like um it's lively it's nostalgic it's euphoric like without getting into like technical aspects i love like you know sort of instrumentation choices too it seems like everything was like time to like you know an exact pin um although i do like you know uh city of mirrors a little bit more um i really like the fulfillment i get from the end it feels like i digested like a full piece of art on its own um from this track yeah i don't think i could have said it better uh I think my yeah, only, I really like the track. It's dope. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, I think this whole album is dope. Um, I think in the most uh, simple way, I can say these the strings and the drums go dummy. Um, that's what that what you were saying about like capturing emotion. I feel like jazz music does that so well, um, and it just makes me want to come back every time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I've I have you listened to the Floating Points or Flying Lotus record? I forgot what it's called. Uh, no, not yet. But yeah, no, it's like one of those like symphony albums, and it's just like a lot of people are like clicking with it, and, like saying this is like really brilliant and stuff. It's just I I wasn't feeling any emotion, but I feel like um certain acts of jazz uh really bring that in, and there's definitely some sort of like jazz rock fusion influence coming in on this record, and I really dig it. I really dig it as a rockhead. Um. This follows up with uh, second half of the record with Timid Intimidating. Uh, I think this is our first rut. Uh, it's not a favorite. The The moving points, uh, sort of stylistic changes that the track goes throughout all its like six, six and a half minutes. Um, they don't really come together for any sort of like holistic flow, which is, I guess, what the track was trying to do, like show these certain increments of like, you know, themes. But like, I don't really care for it outside of like, you know, the certain increments while I'm listening to them, which really leads for like an unsatisfying ending. Um, you know, and also like the separate passages, they also have to be good. If you know what I mean, in order for it to like flow well, if you're not even combining them together or like making callbacks to it later in the track, because they had, they yeah. had a lot of time, a lot of time to, you know, like flesh out mm -hmm. different parts of the instrumentation and then just bring it all together at the end. But it, it just, it, it was, it was, it was meh it didn't stick the landing for me yeah i thought uh you know obviously there's a the, that distorted guitar in this track and as you're saying when jasmine sees rock there's a rock that you know this is one of the more um deviants from like 
a standard jazz style on this yeah. um, album. And it is, it, I don't think any of those tracks are necessarily bad. I, I think the first half of this album is definitely a lot stronger. Than I agree. I agree. Um, the track beside April Reprise, the reprise, um, it's, uh, the guitar was a really like big selling point for me on the original track. And without the inclusion of it on the reprise, I, I didn't really care for it. It just kind of sounded like, you know, like cinema, like music, like the stock cinema, uh, like, you know, sort of soundtrack scores uh, that they put in. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was eh. Yeah, I didn't really have much to say about that one either. Yeah, um, which follows up with the closer, Talk Meaning. Um, I think this is the most beautiful song on the record. Um it's a bit rough around the edges. It's far from perfect um, in terms of like, you know, like the middle section and like sort of tempo changes they could have done there. But um, it leaves like a sort of pleasant type of jazz taste in my mouth, but also like near the end of the track, um, the lead instrumentation almost sounds like it's talking. Like there's this sort of like, you know, harp battle going on near the end where mm. like it sounds like genuine words are coming out of these instruments. But I don't. I can't really make out what the words are. But I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is just the the lead instrumentation is so like cohesive. It's so tight. It's so fluid. I I really like it. Yeah, I think all the elements in this thing um, work together. As someone who like is into older jazz, I feel like this is a good representation of where that genre has come to uh now because this is similar but uh, it's giving a new flavor right and uh just yeah all the instrumentation the bass the drums the saxophone together it's just it's so expressive and energetic but also so elegant and calm at the same time for me i couldn't have said um, it better and the outro very nice for sure um yeah no definitely like favored daniel's opinion over mine he's more of a um, jazz head but yeah i think that's it and it's time for our official rating on bad bad not good talk memory um, yeah so um for me personally i i uh you know i listening to the first uh single from this track i really loved it this nine minute epic of just crazy stuff um and it really got me excited for what was coming uh next uh the first half of this album i think is a lot better than the second half and more memorable uh, maybe it's because it's uh, more packed in but it is um in my opinion just better than the second half but i will say that i liked everything on this thing um and i don't think anything was particularly bad so i give this uh, album a strong eight yeah um i resonate with a lot of what you said um it's definitely not perfect it's far from perfect uh mm -hmm. it's it's good jazz it's innovative jazz um jazz rock uh i like the instrumentation choices i like the mixing uh yeah i mean not much else to say you really sealed the deal there i am also feeling a decent eight yeah that's a wrap on bad bad not good um that was that was i don't know about you but that was like a really serious like review like don Tolliver, we were just like trolling but i, yeah. I feel like yeah you know it's whatever um now let's get into, into the non-serious reviews hey 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 okay you know because of you know external conflicts we can't really be reviewing like three uh bad eps weekly right but we still have time for one we still have time for one 
Um, moving into the okay. EP section, Glaive and Eric Doa. I hope I'm not butchering that. They're they're twelve fifteen fifteen minute fifteen minute EP that I'll be happy dropped this week. Um, yeah. Uh, if people don't remember, uh, Daniel and I are not the most fond Glaive fans. Uh, but but I have a plot twist this time. Oh really? Because I actually really like the CP a okay. lot. I liked it a lot, and you're gonna be really shocked by the score because I'm. I'm a trailblazer, Daniel. Okay? okay. What I say is law. So heading okay. into this thing, natural. I like the melody and the energy. Uh, I like their their two vocals. You know, meshing into you know one one cohesive unit. Um, the lyrics are a bit too emo punkish, but I've sort of come to terms to that. I mean, at least Glaive isn't comparing women to dogs uh, or their psyche to dogs. So I, I'm not really. The bar is on the floor. Walking into this thing, the bar is on the floor. And they and yeah. they managed to set the bar a little bit higher for the next one. So, you know, I don't hate this track. I really like it. I like the build up. Um, I think personally on this track, the production is bad. I think specifically the vocal layering, uh, or the mixing is just so harsh on my ears and it doesn't make me want to return to this track ever again you know you're gonna hear from my lawyer soon daniel um but no the the, the production was a bit overbearing as sometimes it was a bit you know treble harsh uh i i think i was listening to this record on the road which means that i uh i had like more bass inducing headphones with me because that's you know my portable go-to's um yeah uh so the bass definitely helped out on this cp so i would say like adjust your eq before giving this a listen yeah um i was listening to this on studio speakers which didn't really help my yeah which gave which made you which made you give injury reserve a seven for some reason which i can't wrap my head around but you know that that that's something we missed and actually i i missed that's something i I missed six or something the six i can't remember is a six i can't remember oh god daniel why 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 do we record these podcasts every week Mental anguish. Um, the generic guitar. Uh, it's okay. It's generic. I really like the addicting chorus from Glaive. Um, and I think a common theme of this EP is that Glaive really outshines Eric on this thing. When I think of Eric, there's no memorable moments. When Glaive delivers a verse, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's amazing, really. Not, not groundbreaking, but amazing. Um, like multiple moments. This sort of glitchy spatial production again could be a bit treble inducing. I'm not really sure. Uh, it really correlates with the chorus almost, but also like there was like a glaive ad lib in this song. Like they were just like mental anguish glaive, and it was like the ad lib was just glaive. Actually, I don't even know if that was the chorus. I don't remember, but I really like the chorus on this one. But like, yeah, no, the the ad lib kind of took a bit off from the from my enjoyment of the song but so far good start we're two for two um i think this song was very generic i remember thinking to myself uh while i was listening to this i was like is this guy like an industry plant or something like are 50 year old are 50 year old people just deciding what kind of music he should make to appeal because it sounds like emo trap mixed with pop from like 2004 
it's it's just like kind of hey. dated and unoriginal to me. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. The weekend did eighties, and no one batted an eye. But Glaive <laughs> decides to do this sort of two thousand tens normcore altcore type of production, and now you're getting all pissy, Daniel. Okay, I will not stand for this. <laughs> not in this Zoom. Okay. Following on with the track Heather, they're three for three. This track is a minute long. A minute, Daniel. How could you not like a song that's not a mi- that, that's that's less than a minute? Okay. Uh, ironically, I love Glaive stuff really here, but you know the Travis Barker sort of drums on this thing, like a pa 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 pa, like it ruined it ruined Jaden Smith's sister. What's her name? What's her Willow. name? Willow. It really ruined Willow's album. Okay. I don't need it coming over here. I don't even know if Travis Barker produced this thing. But they need to get that out of here. But, you know, wait, that was wait, only wait, for... Wait. Are you saying that you don't like this track? No, no, no. no. I, li- I like oh, the okay. I was just saying, the, the, the drums, they need to get out of here. They got the drums out of here. It was pretty good. Again, uh, the track is really fast. It's really fast. It doesn't give you time to stop. Which I like. Because, you know, these are like hyper-pop, you know, uh, vocalists. Right? So they're just... They're, they're coming at you at all fronts. Eric is like super speed fast, like almost like 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 where he's like slurring his like lyrics, like his delivery a bit. And then Glaive goes a bit slower, which really pays off. Again, Glaive is really outshining Eric Eric, Eric on this thing by now. I really like it. Three for three. Um, yeah, I contrary to what Farhan said, I like the beat on this one, and I think Glaive is very bearable here. Uh, very dope. Oh my god. You know, if Glaive and you fought, you would lose, Daniel. Like a yeah. fist fight. Like a fist fight, okay. he, he he could beat you. He could beat you up, Daniel. Think about that. Think I about that. Hit him. Glaive could you could you could like land a couple of punches, but like you wouldn't yeah. be able to if any future like record labels like listen to this and, and I'm like I happen to be like an up and coming SoundCloud rapper, I really enjoy Glaive's music. I really like I really like the stuff he's doing. Um, the track Pretending, it's okay. It's the first miss on this record. Uh, the mixing, the mm. there's like slight instrumentation in the mixing. You were going to say something? I was going to say, really, this is the first miss? You like this one. Uh, <laughs> random the, the random sound effects, they keep the track lively. It's fine. It's fine. It's a bit meh. It's a bit meh. Um, the vocals take almost a backseat to the production, which I really liked. But also the lyrics are pretty flat. They're flat. You know, if I'm listening to emo punk, I'm getting it in my bag, Daniel. Okay, I'm not getting it in my bag when I listen to this. Okay, I I feel so. like I feel like I feel like dancing at uh, lyrical lemonade festivals, bro. Okay, that's, that's what this feels like. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just the whole time uh, going through this, I was like questioning the motives behind. You know, you have Glaive. We reviewed him like three weeks ago or something. And he comes out with a new project now. These songs are all like a minute-ish. This is like a 15-minute thing. And it and like all the songs are like a minute. Um, these tracks are so short. It just seems like it's not it's not giving me anything authentic. It's giving me like I want to blow up on TikTok. This song, I like the whistling in the beat. And the synth in the back is very much a summer-heavy vibe. But I don't like Glaze's lyrics. I don't like how these songs are so short, man. Oh shoot! Farhan my uh, my dying. trilogy, my trilogy CD fell. 
made my trilogy CD fall. Oh no. Think about what you've done. Sit on that while I give my thoughts. You know, Tanache, Tanache, whatever her name is, I still don't know. It's been like two months. You know, she had like these two minute, three minute, one minute tracks. Daniel goes, Ooga! Nine! Nine! Glaive does it! You know, I don't really like this half baked idea stylistically. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the lyric guy. I thought I was supposed to be the lyric guy, Daniel. You know, I think you're, I think, I think this is biased, and I think you're giving Glaive too much slack. Okay? Glaive is one of the most innovative hyper pop artists out there, except for 100 Gex. Because 100 Gex is like a whole different thing. But we'll tier. talk about 100 Gex soon, Farhan. Are they dropping? Are they dropping soon? No, I mean in this review right oh, now. Oh no! Oh dear. Okay, moving on. The track "Fizz." Uh, it does the exact opposite. Dare I say? Dare I say? Glaive is kind of poetic on this one, and and possibly empathetic. I I empathize with Glaive, with like two bars on this thing. Um, I'm not gonna disclose which two bars, but you can come to that conclusion on your own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like the white noise instrumental. That's why I said it was the opposite. The production sucks, but I like the lyrics. And pretending I like the li- I I like the production, but I hated the lyrics. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna come back to this unless I want to get it in my bag. This is the fifth track, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yes. Okay. Um, I like the beat in the second half, contrary to what you said. Um. <laughs> uh, but this is where I'm bringing in the. This sounds like Lil Peep and 100 Gex have a mediocre baby who never lives up to the family name type shit. That's what I'm You're hearing wrong. on this song. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> moving, on to, really? <laughs> moving on to number six. I didn't even, I don't even know what the names of these uh, tracks are. I just wrote, me. wrote one through eight. Handle me. Maybe. Have you listened to Young Lean, Daniel? Are you familiar with Young Lean? No, not really. I, I familiar know with Drain Gang? Yeah, I. We've this is like about Drain. It. This is like watered down Drain Gang. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's good. Trust me, it's good. Handle me. I like they're they're a bit more melodic. They're like ah ha 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 on this one, and I like it. I like it. Um, if you like Glaive, you'll like this. But it, <laughs> Daniel is losing his mind right now. Um, for a bit of context, we're acting a bit, a bit weird. Um, it's like 11 right now where I'm recording. And I know it's late for Daniel, too. Because, you know, big boy goes to big school. And yeah. he has to get to bed soon. But, um, yeah, no. It, <laughs> we just we just gave a super serious review, and now we're just going back to this. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I If you like Glaive, if you like Hyper Pop, you'll like Handle Me. But it doesn't you really like change. Glaive, you like Glaive. It doesn't really change it up, <laughs> opposed to what his compa- com- con- 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 t- contemporaries. Contem- <laughs> <laughs> this isn't professional, Daniel. Contemporaries uh-huh. are doing the next track, cloak and cloak and dig- dagger, <laughs> cloak and dagger. Okay, serious time, cloak and dagger, d- dagger, cloak and. D- <laughs> <laughs> cloak and dagger it reminds me off of 
something from Stop laughing, because you're going to make me laugh. Oh, that's not good. If I laugh. I'm shutting off my camera, dude. Dude. Okay. Cloak and Dagger reminds me of a... I'm, so no, I'm, just, I'm just not going to say the name. I'm just not going to say the name. It reminds me of something off of the new Trippy album, but with a more upbeat sort of... <laughs> Daniel, I can't look at you, bro. I can't look at you. I'm trying not to look at you right now. Poke and dagger. Okay. <laughs> it's not even that funny. <laughs> okay, okay, cloak and dagger. It reminds me off of a trippy album. Of a of a of a <laughs> Sorry. No what if I what if I do my review? No, no, I'm getting through this. Cloak and okay. dagger, it reminds me off of some Oh, stop it. Just okay, okay. Power through. Cloak and Dagger, it reminds me of... <laughs> I'm not even looking at okay, you. Okay, 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 we can't look at each other. Cloak and Dagger, it reminds me off of something off of the new Trippy album, but with a more upbeat sort of take on it, which I actually really like, but the bridges just wear the Trippy influences on their sleeve. And, you know, it's fine, but the tempo change isn't, you know, really executed well in terms of song structure. I don't really, like... See, like, the beat switch, you know, being good. Okay. Uh, the last track, F This Town. I think they close it out pretty wait, tightly. Wait, let me get my opinion oh, out okay. there. Because it's, I don't have an opinion on the next one. Uh, the flow at the beginning of Cloak and Dagger is kind of... <laughs> kind of <laughs> Why... <laughs> I don't know. Why did you laugh again? I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it until you said it. Go. The flow go. at the beginning of this is kind of strange, but it, it gets fixed going into the chorus. And the beat is nice. Um, but the bass is mixed a little high, I think. Um, I actually, this is one of my more favorite on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that sounded like you had like a gun to your head, dude. Okay, yeah, I did. Okay. I was trying. F this town. I really mm -hmm. like the lyrics on this one. It reminds me of like classic Glaive, but again, I said the bar was like here when I start. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> the bar was like here when I started. Uh, for audio listeners, it was like like on the on the ground, but now it's like it's like it's like near my bed frame. Okay. Um, I really like it. Again, uh, problems with this record. Eric Doa, why is he here? I like he's not even like doing anything. Like lyrically or stylistically, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Daniel, look at me. <laughs> Daniel, look at me. I can't. Look at me. Okay. Song. <laughs> oh dear. With song structure and engineering choices, they were kind of weird. I don't know what sound mixer was up in up in this up in this crib, but it was not. I was not rocking with it. The production is a bit rough around the edges. The good stuff. Glaive is good on here. Glaive's style is actually executed well. Maybe it's just me warming up to him more. Uh, he 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 has like a goal and he executes it to the T. Seems like he's figuring out his style more. You know, just not ripping off of his contemporaries. Um, but you know, he occasionally does wear some influences on his sleeve, which don't necessarily make this a bad EP at all. But you know, it's it's very rough, very rough. Not like a good uh, Death Grips type of rough, like a. Like a, 
uh, storyboard type of rough, which I think leads us to our official ranking, which means Daniel has to look in the camera. Okay, my official ranking. Um, I I really uh don't admire lots of the mixing choices on this thing. I think it's very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and I don't. I think the I think the production on Glaive's uh, tracks are really solid most of the time. I just think the mixing is a problem, and I think his vocals, um, are mixed not very well. And I think his lyrics are also kind of just plain and blah to me. So for that reason, I'm giving this uh, EP a three. Okay, uh, we're kind of in the same vein. Glaive is good. Glaive is welcomed. Stall executed great. Um, I think get rid of Eric. Uh, get rid of like two tracks. Um, up the writing a bit and kind of have a banger EP. Uh, I'm feeling a strong six. Strong six. Positive record. Um, not record. EP extended play singles following into the singles okay first track I must apologize Pink Panthers uh I've loved Pink Panther stuff so far I think Daniel did too does Pink Panther S Pink pa- Panther S it's Pink Panther SS actually <laughs> you're such a fool um I wouldn't hmm. be able to differentiate this one from the rest of your discography like if you asked me like how did this one go and specifically like I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I know how pain goes. La, 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 la. But, um, yeah, I like the reverb piano chords on this one. Classic Pink Panthers. Uh, I think, you know, it could, you know, be upped in the creativity department, but I still think it sounds good. I give it a seven. I think, uh, I think, uh, Pink Panther slaps as usual. Um, I love the jungle breaks. I'm not a fan of them becoming like this really huge trend because I see a lot of people on TikTok putting them in their songs. Um, yeah. But it is good, and I think she does it very well. Um, yeah, it's like everybody and, trying to... Oh, no, it's like know, everybody trying to like uh, rip off The weekend, um, mm-hmm. but like only The weekends doing The weekend, you know, mm-hmm. with the 80s stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think she's the only one who's kind of doing this like uh, drum and bass pop thing really well um as farhan said i could not do it, differentiate this from the rest of her discography but i don't think that's really a bad thing because you can just throw on anything from her and then just chill and yeah, it's fine you know, it's good so um yeah i gave this a uh, a solid eight as well what do you mean as well i gave it a seven oh, you would have sorry. to say as well sorry sorry I... I thought you gave it an eight it's All been right. a long day I'm just a fan. Tizo touchdown. Uh, I'm not a fan of when Tizo sings. Tizo is like this really corny dude. If you listen to like the rest of like the stuff he's put out so far, like even on like the Tyler album, like the the running. I'm running like I got racks on me. Running, running, running like the water on the damn dishes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in any Tizo discourse, but um, I I don't like it when he sings. Uh, the acoustic guitar is very underwhelming. I like the the backing vocals sort of on this acoustic cut, but not really like you know his lead vocals if you know what I'm saying. I think I like mid. Have you listened to mid? No. It's like keep the mid off the streets. Keep the like it's a, like you know how like people are like a uh, whole lot of red mid. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Okay, he's yeah. he just like critiques that right. 
And I, I think it's really funny. I think like the music he puts out is really funny. This is more of like a heartwell, heartwell, heartfelt sort of cut. And I don't really know how I feel about it because he can't really do it that well. It just doesn't sound good. But I can appreciate the sentiment. Um, yeah, I think I think I've definitely enjoyed what he's had prior to this. I give it a three. I think uh, I think his idea of like I'm I'm a fan. You use me when you need me, but I'm annoying as hell is kind of interesting. It's like uh, he was just sitting around during quarantine figuring out what he could write about and just saw his fan across the room. Um, I, I agree with you. His vocals sound off sometimes. Uh, I did like the guitar in the back. And I think if someone were to cover this, it could go a lot better than the original. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say. This is the first kind of solo thing I've heard from him. So yeah, I gave it a, a good five. Okay, which leads us to our last single and last thing we are covering of the night. Working for the Knife, Mitski. Uh, I've listened to bits and pieces of Be the Cowboy. I'm not really a huge Mitski guy. Um, as a straight man, I do not claim her. But, um, uh, you know, like Washing Machine Heart, like more of those like popular tracks. Are you a Mitski guy? Are you a Mitski guy, Daniel? No, he's not. He just listens to, to churches all day long. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, nobody, 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 no biddy. Yeah, that's what you get. No biddies. No. <laughs> More of her. Professionally speaking, that was a joke. By the way, if anybody's watching this professionally, more of her famous cuts. Um, I never really got myself into Mitski. Uh, but it's also been a while since I've listened to like you know Mitski, like giving her a shot, and you know, here's develop. But uh, I really like this one a lot. Um, I like the almost scuffed drums. Uh, the really good imaginative, really destructive, like dystopic lyrics almost. The backing guitar setups, the chorus is really addictive. Um, you know you know that sound the guitar makes when you like, I'm not a musical dude. Like, I'm not a musical theory dude. You know how you put like your whole like hand on the guitars and then you do it and then you uh, you strike it? When you mute it? Yeah, it was like the muting guitar. Yeah, really good. Really good. I like it. Um, uh, the sense, since we're also really good. I like the sense at the end. They come and go. Um, yeah, this is really good. It had me thinking for a lot, for a long while after I after I uh, finished playing the song. I was like, wow, what did I just listen to? It sounded not only like an orchestra at the same time, but it sounded like really personal and really like destructive, really powerful. It seemed like Mitsuki was really putting all of her emotion into this one. I gave it a ten. Is that the first? That we've had no, I podcast. gave good ones by Charlie XCX a ten, and also like tens for yeah. singles. I feel like they're not as meaningful as like albums or like EPs getting tens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you. you probably have like perfect songs, like 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 a good like amount of perfect songs in your thing. Um, I will say that I'm not a huge fan of Mitski. I like from what I've heard from them, I don't. You're really homophobic. Go. You're homophobic. That's so funny. That is so funny. Uh, <laughs> nah, go, ahead. Um, go ahead. I don't really listen to Mitski. Never really had the desire to. Checked some stuff out. Didn't really like it. Homophobia. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. See, this is funny because... Because you wouldn't expect Daniel to be homophobic, but he is because he, lis- he he doesn't like Mitski. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, 
not a huge fan of the drums particular particularly I think the rhythm of them. Sorry, I, the I, I I don't know. I have to get I have to get tested for COVID. I don't know what's going on with my throat today. <laughs> um, or the guitar, <clears throat> or the vocals. Really, I didn't really like anything on this. If you hate gay people, line. just say that. Wow, where did that come from? Wow, <laughs> who said that? Wow. Yeah, I I hate uh, gay people, but if you're gay, hit my line. True. Maybe we can uh date yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay keep going that's it i didn't it. like it score three out of ten <sighs> so you give like pink panthers an eight and then you give mitski this yeah because i didn't like it that's the difference music is a purely objective art form and only exactly. one of us can be right. Objective. Objective. Okay. Only one of us can be right, Daniel. Yeah, and it's okay, not you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Want to wrap it up? Um. Sorry, we have been gone for months. Uh, sure. Kind of Farhan's fault. Not gonna lie. Um. Uh, follow us on Instagram at run the underscore record. Follow us on TikTok. It's the same thing. Follow us on our own social medias because I need to get my numbers up, baby. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Especially subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, do that. We're gonna have um, full length videos every week. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.